Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Good morning, Bethel Atlanta. I'm very excited today to speak to you guys. I want to uh, jump in. First of all, I want to tell you guys how much I love you and I miss you. I want to jump in real quick and tell you an amazing testimony of hope. And I'm going to start off by reminding you of a dream I had five months ago. Five months ago, I had the dream where Jesus and I were walking through the garden and it was so intimate and our arms were around each other. We were in the Garden of Eden. And as we were walking, the red petals on the trees and the bushes were falling on us. And it was the most beautiful moment of intimacy ever. And I knew then that the blood of Jesus was not only powerful, it was beautiful. And then we walked along and all of a sudden he stopped and he said, Lindy, your name is Banning. Your name is Banning. You know how these dreams, I know they're from God and I know they're from me, but I know they're from you. And we walked a little further and he said, Lindy, I have something for you. And he handed me a statue of the Virgin of Guadalupe. So now I'm gonna tell you this testimony of so much hope. So two weeks ago, I get this call from Luis and he said, look at this article from Monterey, Mexico. So basically in 2010, there's a hurricane Alex. Alex means defender of man. This hurricane came through Monterey, knocked this iron 30 foot, 10 ton statue of the Virgin of Guadalupe into the river, Caterina, and buried it 18 feet deep under the rubble. And so 10 years later, last July 30th this year, another hurricane came through, Hurricane Hannah, which means grace and favor. And this hurricane came through and they were unable to get the statue up 10 years ago. Basically, not, not only did God unearth this statue, he moved it 300 yards downriver and brought it up to the top of the rocks. So this river kind of comes and goes. So the picture in the article, this 10 tons, 30 foot iron statues laying on top of the riverbed, that God did that. And what was so cool about the article, the people said, this is a sign of hope that God is gonna take away this coronavirus and he's gonna heal the devastation in our land. So we are called to ban this virus. We have been praying into it for five months and God has not changed the subject. We have got to continue to pray that he's gonna end this virus in the name of Jesus, amen? So that was a really, a really cool testimony of hope. God is speaking to us. If we have ears to hear, I'm, I'm showing you guys I'm moving mightily in the heavenlies. So I'm gonna jump into what I'm talking about now. And it, it has to do with this dream. Three, four weeks ago, I was just praying about this dream and I was reading 2 Timothy 2 and it talks in that chapter about being lovers, vessels, servants, farmers, warriors, athletes, and ministers. And I believe with all of my heart that we're supposed to do this all the time, all of these things, but... I felt like three weeks ago, God said, I have a mandate for the moment, Lindy. And this is what I feel like is a word for my life and for your life. And it was so clear. He said, right now, for today, and, and you know, right now the world's going wild and crazy. And what am I doing with my life? All those thoughts are going on with everybody. <laughs> and he said, today, I want you to be a lover. I want you to be a warrior. 
and I want you to be a farmer. And I said, okay, God. And in the last few weeks, he's just been telling me more about this. To start off, obviously, as a lover, we are called to seek his face, live in his presence. It's just like that dream, walking with Jesus like Adam walked in the Garden of Eden. That's what he's calling us to. I had a dream about a year ago, and this was so apropos to today. In this dream, we were all running in the street. The world was running frantically down the street, just so scared, so anxious, just so full of fear. And we were thinking we were gonna die. And all of a sudden, there was this barn door. I jumped into the barn door and I was going, okay, I can hide for a second. And then this huge brown bear jumps in after me and I went, oh no. And then I looked in his face and it was Jesus. And he looked at me and he's looking at you right now and he's saying, Lindy, it's time to climb on my back. And, and I said, okay, Lord. And all of a sudden I turned into a bear and I had these long curly claws and I climbed onto his back and I dug my fingernails and toenails into his fur. And it was so deep. I knew nothing can ever shake me loose. And I just felt this love from the Lord. And he turned around and he looked at me and he had such mercy, such love for me. And I was going, this is amazing. But what was so cool, I wouldn't let go of him. He, I could never let go of him. But when he looked outside, he became this fierce warrior. He is our warrior. He is the one taking care of us. And then I had another dream a year or so ago, and these are so appropriate for right now. In this dream, there were three silhouettes of Jesus. The first one I walked up to, and it was the Antichrist. I said, oh, forget that. Then I walked up to the next one, and this one was Jesus, and he had the what would Jesus do bracelet on. I said, well, that's cool, Lord. That's cool. And he said, and then he directed me over here to the next silhouette, and I walked over to that Jesus. And he said, Lindy, it's time to step into me and become one with me. This is what he's calling us. He's calling us to be lovers like we've never imagined before. You know, I love Jesus so much this morning, but I'm gonna love him more tomorrow. We move from glory to glory in every area of our lives. I'm gonna read to you Song of Solomon. Everything's from the Passion. Song of Solomon 416. Then may your awakening breath this is us talking to Jesus. Blow upon my life until I am fully yours. Breathe upon me with your spirit winds. Stir up the sweet spice of your life in me. Spare nothing as you make me your fruit-filled garden. Hold nothing back until I release your fragrance. Come walk with me as you walked with Adam in your paradise garden. Come taste the very fruits of your life in me. You know, um, when you're sitting there going, oh God, I wanna be more intimate. I wanna... I wanna grow in your present. What do you, presence, what do you do? And I'm telling you, when we get to heaven, I feel it with all my heart. We're going to realize how powerful praying in tongues and intercession is. I feel like God is calling us to pray in tongues all the time. And when we do this, our intimacy is gonna grow. And speaking of praying in tongues, I think it's the most intimate thing we can do. And I think it's the most powerful thing we can do. I think we're going to be amazed at how our prayers made a difference one day when we stand before the Lord. Okay, he's calling us to be lovers. I believe he's calling us to be warriors also. Now, your name is banning. You know what banning means? It means to stop, 
to thwart, to put an end to. It means son of the slayer. This is your name. You know, I had a dream about two weeks ago. And in this dream, there were these three kitty cats. And I knew, I was going, this is an interesting dream. And all of a sudden, these kitty cats picked up crowbars. And when they did that, they turned into these ferocious lions. And I knew in the dream, during the dream, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they were getting pretty upset. And it's like, we're pretty much done with this virus. I mean, you could feel it in them. And that was the dream. And so I started, after the dream, I said, God, what are you, what are you saying? And he said, Linda, you are called. We are called to be standing in heavenly places, taking the crowbar. And it was like, you know, crowbars are meant to break into, but they're also meant to pry open. It's almost like I saw us prying open just the light of heaven that was gonna pour over the earth and destroy this virus. You know, a few weeks ago, I was dealing with fear. The fear comes and goes where I have to deal with it. And God said, Lindy, once and for all, you've gotta decide, are you gonna be like the Israelites sitting on the sideline, shaking in your boots, or are you gonna be David and go out and kill Goliath, that uncircumcised Philistine? We are called to kill this virus in Jesus' name. Bob Jones in 2014 had a prophetic word. And in this prophetic word, he said, two plagues are coming. The first one's influenza. And the second one's like influenza, but it's gonna kill people. He said, all you have to do is apply the blood of Jesus over your land, over the world, and it will destroy this virus. Put it over your doorposts like the Israelites did, and it'll destroy this virus. We are called to be warriors. You know what? Tonight, we are coming out here to have a night of worship. This is a night we're going to war. There's different times in our lives but for the mandate for now, all day long, I've either got to be a lover, I've got to be a warrior, or I've got to be a farmer. Song of Solomon 4, 8, 9 says, Now you are ready, bride of the mountains, to come with me as we climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through the archway of trust. We will look down from the glistening mounts and from the summit of our sublime sanctuary. That's from heaven seated in heavenly places. Together we will wage war in the lion's den and the leopard's lair as they watch nightly for their prey. For you reach into my heart with one flash of your eyes. I'm undone by your love, my beloved one, my equal, my bride. There was an incredible, incredible prophetic word that Randall Worley gave us 12 years ago. He said, Bethel Atlanta, you are war horses running from the east and I see you moving across the nation and you're powerful, you're muscular, you're beautiful. But as you run with these hearts so full of love, you're breathing, your nostrils are breathing in and out the presence of the Holy Spirit and you're running with power. We are called to war. We are called to destroy this virus. Okay, lovers, warriors, and we're also called to be farmers. This is the mandate of the moment, I believe with all my heart. A year or so ago, I had these two dreams. In the first dream, I was going to the OB, the obstetrician to have a baby, and it was due in six months. I said, no, I'm going now. And I pulled open the door and I walked in and actually Laura, Abigail was, were with me. 
And these angels were at this gate and they opened the gate and we walked into this arena and the presence of God was so strong. Holy Spirit was an eagle flying around in this, it was a closed arena. But thousands upon thousands of people were just worshiping and they were just, it was such an intimate worship. I was going, this is amazing. We just fell to our knees and worship going, God, what is this? And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit said to us, I want to impregnate you. And that was the dream. And then I, after the dream, well, I had another one. And then the next morning I was reading Song of Solomon 7, 2 and 3. Out of your innermost being is flowing the fullness of my spirit, never failing to satisfy. Within your womb, there is a birthing of harvest wheat. Do you realize the call on our lives right now, guys? In this moment of intimacy, of loving on him, of seeking his face, of his presence, he is impregnating us with a womb for the harvest wheat. These are the sons and daughters who will be nurtured by the purity you impart. That was the first dream. The second dream, the same night, <clears throat> I walked into an arena. It was just like the other one, except the roof was open and Holy Spirit was flying around. And Muriel walks up, everybody's worshiping. Muriel walks up with this tray of lipsticks and she said, would you like to buy one? I said, sure. She said, it's gonna cost you. And I bought a lipstick, which I felt like meant the flavor of how I you know, portray Christ. And everybody's gotta pay a price. He's, he's calling us to give up everything, to give our lives. Anyway, the dream went on and Holy Spirit's the eagle flying around and he looks down, he said, I want to impregnate your eyes. And so the next day I looked up John 4:35. Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are white for harvesting. And then Song of Solomon 7, 4 says, your life now stands tall as a tower, like a shining light on a hill. Your revelation eyes are pure as pools of refreshing, sparkling light for the multitude. You are a sparkling light for the multitude. And as you intercede, intercede for the harvest, pull it into now what might be meant for later. So last Monday I was saying, okay, God, I need to, Tell me something. Give me a dream about our people and what you want me to talk about this Sunday. And so I had the coolest dream. I went to sleep and all of a sudden there was a litter of golden retriever puppies. Have got to be the most beautiful puppies in the world. And there were thousands upon thousands. And every one of you, the whole Bethel Atlanta, started walking in and picking out their most favorite beautiful puppy. And that was the dream. So I woke up, I said, God, what are you talking about? And he said, he said, imagine the joy, the beauty, the glory, the happiest moment when you've bought a puppy when you were a kid or you bought your child a puppy or your grandchildren a puppy. Just that pure joy and immediate love. He said, Lindy, how much more if each person in Bethel, Atlanta finds one person who doesn't know the Lord and adopts them and loves them immediately and, and starts pouring into their lives and raising them up and discipling them. And I thought that was so cool and such a beautiful picture, how excited I am about a puppy, much less somebody getting saved, healed, and delivered. God's calling us to love people like we've never loved them before. And what's cool about that is 
a year ago or so, I had this dream about out in the field there, golden retrievers, grown golden retrievers covering the field. And God looked on them and they were golden in his eyes. And I knew in that dream a year ago that those were all the unsaved people because they're gold in God's eyes. And not only that, they're gonna go out and retrieve others and bring them back. I had another dream a while ago about that field out there and there were John Deere tractors with these long combines and they were plowing the field because of the great harvest. And there were angels sitting on the back of the tractors and the children were running behind laughing and rejoicing. God is calling us to this great harvest. He's calling us to be farmers. The prophetic words over this church are pretty amazing. Michael Maiden said there's gonna be a 200 foot flame bonfire in that field and people are gonna be coming from all over the nation. Um, Judy Franklin walked onto the property and she said, it's like Moravian Falls. There are angels everywhere in the trees. You know, one time God woke me up in the middle of the night. He said, care for your calling. Our calling is to usher in and to reap this amazing harvest that's coming up. We've had prophetic words that cars will be backed up to the interstate. We've had prophetic words where the gold is coming out of this land, spreading over Tyrone, over Atlanta, and touching the nation and the world. There's been prophetic words about people walking onto our land, being saved, healed, and delivered immediately. You know, tonight, I already mentioned it, but I wanna mention it again. The other day I woke up, I'd watched the news for the first time in about a week and I woke up anxious. I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do right now? As I intercede, you want me to be a lover, a warrior, or a farmer? He said, be a lover. I started just loving on him, I interceded and this peace just washed over me. Tonight is a night to be a warrior. If you, if you can come, if you wanna stand out in the field far away and worship, we're gonna war tonight and we're gonna defeat this virus. You know, during this week, I've been praying about what I'm talking about tonight and I felt like God was saying, when I, when I was young, in my whole life, I've loved basketball and I felt like, he, felt like he was saying, Lindy, this is not a practice game anymore. I feel like we're the golden state warriors without the state part. We are golden warriors for God. And he said, it's like we are the Golden State Warriors playing some bully high school team. We are great. We are standing in heavenly places. We are powerful. We are sons and daughters of God with this great calling in our lives. And it's like we're standing on the side of the basketball court and God is our coach and he's saying, the play right now is to love, be a lover, to be a warrior and to be a farmer. And I, and I was thinking, I feel like I'm talking to the cream of the lovers of God crop. You guys are amazing and you love God so much. And I know personally, and I know you, we wanna be on the court because I felt like God was telling me there's gonna be a lot of Christians that are sitting in the stand and watching. He's calling us, this is no practice. We are living in the greatest time in history. This is a great Song of Solomon that kind of repeats everything, this mandate from the Lord 
I believe, is telling us. Song of Solomon 7, six through nine. As I, as I count the delights you bring me, love has become the greatest, your lover. You stand in victory above the rest, stately and secure, as you share with me your vineyard of love. Now I decree, I will ascend and arise. I will take hold of you with my power, you warrior. Possessing every part of my fruitful bride, your love I will drink as wine and your words will be mine. For your kisses of love are exhilarating more than any delight I have ever known. Your kisses of love awaken even the lips of the sleeping ones to kiss me as you have done the farmers. I, with all my heart, believe this is the greatest day in history to be alive. This is the greatest day for the body of Christ to change the world. And, and I know it's been challenging. It's been challenging for me. Like, what do I do with my life? You know, it's easy to love on you. I can intercede. It's easy to war. I can intercede. I can come to worship and stand out in the field further from everybody. You know, all this stuff that's going on. And even a farmer, I can make a phone call and call somebody that I know that's not saved. I've got a feeling it's gonna be those moments like, have you thought about Jesus? And they're gonna go, oh, tell me about Jesus. I think it's gonna be so easy. Anyway, I am so thankful for you guys. I'd like to pray over you. I'd like for, I mean, God's so wonderful because I'm pretty simple and he's given me these three things and I feel like I can concentrate on, okay, God, today, this morning, I felt like I was a lover. Tonight, I'm gonna be a warrior. And this afternoon, I need to call somebody or I need, when I go to Publix, I need to, with my mask on, talk to the lady that's checking out. I can do all three every moment of the day. Are you gonna be a warrior and walk out on your deck by yourself and say, in the name of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus over this virus and I tell it to die now in Jesus' name. You see our calling? It's huge. Care for your calling. So I'd like to pray over you um, as we end. And this is, if you'll just close your eyes and listen to every word of this Song of Solomon 2.10, because this is an incredible prayer from our Lord talking to us. This is Jesus talking to you. Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come along with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has now changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it with bright and blossoming flowers. The season for pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers. There is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my doves, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the, in the secret stairway of the sky. 
Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship. And I love the sound of your voice in prayer. So Father, we love you so much. Mighty Lord, we adore you. And right now, God, we're ready to run with, with the mandate, the calling on our lives for this moment. It could change in a few weeks, but right now, God, we are going to be lovers. We are going to be warriors and we're gonna be farmers. And I just bless everyone listening that they will have this on their heart and that every moment, every waking, even sleeping moment when they wake up for five minutes in the middle of the night, they'll intercede and pray in the spirit and they'll be one of these, God. We love you so much. And we bless you, mighty God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.